You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why ProPlan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com. Check, please. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks on the Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. I'm your host, Dr. Mike Brazier. My name is John Gordon. I'll be your host. And I'm your host, Katie Burke. Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited Podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you, the DU Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Ducks Limit Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Jennings. Joining us once again from Northern Indiana, Jay Anglin, our Waterfowl 360 migration editor. What's going on, Jay? Oh, you know, just getting a suntan, man. Beautiful. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. It's been a little warm up there this kick off the season. Now, your season in Indiana is open, correct? Yes. Okay. And that's regular duck and goose. But we do have a goose closure right now. We have a little split. Okay. Do, like the first part of their season. Yeah. So it's a little goofy this year. But yeah. Cool. Well, you know, I wanted to go ahead and get you on here to just provide everyone with a quick habitat update, you know, and we'll just kind of bounce around in the Great Lakes states up there that you cover for uh, our Waterfowl 360 Migration Alert Program. Let's start out with Minnesota because I know they got a little bit of snow in some parts of the state and they got a little bit of cold weather, might have mixed things up a little bit, but what's going on in Minnesota? You know, everything's just a little behind, obviously, in terms of like the main, you know, the heart of the migration, like when we start getting into especially the mallards. It seems to me the early season migrants, some moved out of places like Minnesota, but they've loitered a lot. I'm talking blue wings, you know, a lot of woodies. They seem to be loitering in the southern tier of some of those states, even the, you know, Wisconsin and Minnesota. And it's just been, the weather's just been so lame that a lot of birds are, I think, just kind of hanging out. But, you know, we're starting to get those calendar migrants moving in. I mean, besides divers, you're getting a lot of puddle ducks, you know, that are pushing down, not quickly, but just sort of trickling down. And I'm hearing that from all over. Guys are seeing more mallards, pintails, widgeon, et cetera. You know, Minnesota is probably in the hot seat for some good pushes today, tomorrow, the next few days uh, with all the weather that's coming across the prairie provinces right now. And of course, Montana got hit pretty good. North Dakota is going to get hit a little bit. Um, all those Manitoba, all those Manitoba birds that are really stacked up in Southern Manitoba, they're, they're going to be, I have a feeling they're going to be skedaddling out of there pretty quick and in the next few days, for sure. And that's going to be good for Minnesota, Wisconsin in the immediate future. And then, of course, all those birds will disperse throughout, you know, especially the Western Great Lakes, but some push all the way over to the Atlantic Flyway. So that's a good thing for everybody. Yeah, and it looks like the end of this week, which is going to be good news for Great Lake hunters, that that, that temperature is really going to fall out much of, you know, Prairie Canada and in, over into Manitoba. And um, it, it looks like maybe Saturday, even into Sunday, uh, that that temp's really going to drop. And and that should be a good thing for everyone up there. But um, I know you got to bounce around a little bit um, doing a little diving duck hunting. Uh, where where were you hunting and, and how, how was that? So I've, I've had trips that I've had to move because it's just so bad over here. And 
southern Michigan. Um, you know, there's a few birds around. They just don't do anything. You know, if it's 68, 70 degrees and there's no wind, it's sunny. I mean, why would you? Mm-hmm. So uh, life's good. But uh, I was over on St. Clair uh, a couple weeks ago and, uh, you know, and and I hunted um, some of the state properties on um, Harsons Island um, uh, over there in the northern part of Lake St. Clair. And I also diver hunted out on the lake with Jeremy uh uh, Yeoman and uh, uh, it was pretty spectacular. There was an absolute ton of birds. Um, the weather was great, super windy. It wasn't particularly cold, but it was chilly. But it was very, very windy. It was kind of snotty out. Um, I would say fifty to hundred thousand divers were pretty much on the lake, readily, you know, apparent, mostly redheads. So, you know, as far as redheads go, they are just, there's an incredible number of them. I hear, I'm hearing about strongholds of redheads all over the Great Lakes right now, which is great. Yeah. So yeah, hunting was very good. We did well, you know, I left on a Friday and by Friday afternoon, it was 65, 70 degrees and there was no wind and everything kind of shut down. And one of the problems we're having right now, as far as waterfowl hunting goes, you know, I'm a fishing guide, so I'm kind of enjoying it, but this warm weather... Uh, and water temps coming up. The, the, the fishing's been phenomenal. So all the fishermen that normally kind of start to think about putting their boat away, they're back at it again. And it's almost borderline early summer pressure levels. So you're seeing a lot of guys fishing. And so this is as far as divers go, especially out on open water, they're getting pushed around a lot and they don't particularly like getting bumped repeatedly. So um, that's a problem, especially for the guides that are doing it every day because they have to chase them around, figure out where they are. Uh, and then locally here, for example, uh, any of these lakes around here, southern Michigan, Indiana, Illinois, Wisconsin, there's just so many guys out fishing. The birds are getting pushed off and there's not a lot of places to go. A lot of the marshes are frankly dried up. Um, so where those birds go is probably going to end up in a flooded refuge or on a river system somewhere where they can get away from you know pressure from hunting and fishing. So a lot of guys that aren't seeing birds, I suspect there's probably birds in the area. They just aren't seeing them because they're not where... It can be seen, you know. Yeah, and, and as far as you know, you mentioned some some dry. I mean, that's the topic of conversation down here in the mid south with uh, you know Tennessee and Arkansas and uh, Mississippi. We're, we're bone dry, and are you seeing? Is it very similar up there in like northern Indiana, southern Michigan? Are you guys pretty dry up there as well? Yeah, it's terrible. But you know, we've had a couple of substantial water, you know, precipitation periods here. In the last two weeks, we've had two. And I think in some areas it counts for probably, you know, at least three or four inches of rain in some areas, but it probably had two or two plus. And I think the problem is it's so dry that even when you do get some rain, you get a little surface water, you get a little sheet water in a corner of a field where it's been compressed by tractors and whatnot. And then the next day, once it's kind of hit the ground, you know, sort of reactivated, it just, just sucks it right in. So I see water. I'm, I'm out looking around, scouting them on my way to the river, and I see water in a little wet spot in the field that I've hunted. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they're going to be in there. And then I come by, by the afternoon, it's long gone. So uh, it's going to take a substantial amount of precipitation for us to get recharged. And I think that's for everybody I'm talking to, all the way to the Atlantic and back west, it's just a drop. And so I do believe that's having a huge impact on not just, you know, the number of birds guys are able to actually, you know, target, but birds aren't. There's not a whole lot of places for them to go. So the bottom line is, yeah, there's going to be birds around, but you just really have to work hard to find them. Yeah. Are you hearing anything? Have you gotten any reports out of Ohio? So Ohio is, you know, blessed with Lake Erie marshes and, and there's, they're, they're, they're vast and there's a whole bunch of them. And, and then there are some public, you know, areas there. 
Uh, and they're always going to have, it's just like St. Clair, they're always going to have a good push of mallards and black ducks and, and pintails and, and of course, tons of divers out on the lake. So things are good there as usual. Inland, I'm hearing a few reports of your typical mid-season stuff, you know, green wings, woodies, handful of mallards here and there. Of course, you know, there's a few buffalo head that get reported on the lakes. But bottom line is they're they're shaping up well over there, just like St. Clair and Southeast Michigan. But the goose thing is pretty much the highlight of Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Illinois, Wisconsin, et cetera. It is incredible numbers of Canada geese. Um, I, you know, we're just stacked with them here, even though we're closed right now in the North Zone in Indiana. And um, I, it's it may be the most Canada geese I've ever seen in this general region this early in the season. It is phenomenal. I was going to say that seems a little early. I know, uh, you know, those birds don't really like to push too much further south than that, but it still seems pretty early for uh, large numbers of Canada geese to be stacking up there in northern Indiana. So I guess that's a blessing. You can take advantage of that as soon as the season comes in. Absolutely. And it was really good last week leading up to the when it closed. And even today, you know, this morning I was working and it's warm out. I, I was going to go deer hunting. I decided not to. Uh, and just, just waves of them going over the house, going down here to feed about a mile south of me, um, you know, on a field that no one can hunt. And they're just treating it like a refuge. But I mean, the, the, those birds have been here for a while. And each week I see a few new faces here and there, snow mixed in a few specks. But there are a lot of smaller race birds mixed in. So obviously a lot of those birds from here, southern, you know, uh, James Bay and, and, and uh, Hudson Bay birds, a lot of those birds are down here already, which is a little earlier than normal, maybe, but not totally unprecedented for sure. Yeah. You know, just to go back into, you know, last week you did the migration alert for Wisconsin, that upper Mississippi river, you know, what is it? Pool nine, pool eight. Um, you, you had gotten seven, some, eight, nine, yeah, seven, eight, nine. You guys had gotten some pretty good reports um, of basically calendar ducks. I mean, those canvas backs tend to show up with the calendar. What else were you hearing about that area over there? I know there's a lot of duck hunters in that area. The biggest thing is the, the, the lack of mallards. You know, of course, you can go out and see mallards and, and, you know, if you get a shot at a couple, great. But it is just the first week of November, so I don't think anybody should be shocked. And right on time, you know, the peak canvasback numbers tend to be the first week and week, week or two of November on those upper Mississippi pools. And here we go. You know, here we go. We're going to freeze up in uh, much of uh, Prairie Canada, Manitoba, which is where a lot of the mallards come from that filter down through Wisconsin into Indiana and Illinois and then further south eventually, those birds are going to show up right on time. So I would say, you know, the next two weeks, you're going to hear great reports coming out of that corridor and through south all the way through over towards me in northern Indiana. But, you know, as far as bird numbers in Wisconsin, it's really spotty. And again, it goes back to the water thing. I think areas that have a lot of large water, you know, big water, uh, we'll have a few more birds and then areas that have marshes that are associated with rivers probably have more birds, but the classic great big, huge, you know, vast wetlands that Wisconsin's known for a lot of those are just super low right now with, with the ones that have a lack of water control certainly are, you know, it sounds like the, uh, Canada goose game is uh, going to be, you know, what most hunters are going to be out after, which is not a bad thing. I mean, I'm hearing positive reports out of Indiana, Michigan, you know, Wisconsin, even some Southern Minnesota, you know, guys seem to really be cashing in and that, that reflects directly on, on some of the reports you're giving here today. Anything else you can think of about that Great Lakes region that you, you know, that hunters should kind of pay attention to right now? Well, you know, so many guys just don't get in diver hunting and certainly not big water diver hunting. And we are blessed with incredible open water diver hunting throughout the Great Lakes. And really the guys that have been shooting long tails and occasional scoters, 
um, they just been, they've been, of all the people I talk to, that is definitely the group that is just walking away with a great big smile on their face every single time. And we, we picked up an, an incredible number of long tails early, um, you know, going back a couple of weeks. And so those guys are really capitalizing on that. And that's something that's really increased in popularity all, all over, you know, along the coast and throughout the Great Lakes. But, you know, that just tells you a lot of times, you know, we talk about these calendar birds, you know, if they have a place to go and feed, you know, they just they bounce down. It takes a day or two and boom, they're on that. It could be the wintering ground for most of those birds. And they've been there since mid-October. So that's pretty amazing. You know, I guess that'd be one thing I would I would that kind of pops out at me. Awesome. Hey, before we let you go, just like usual, whenever we have you on here, you are a fishing guide. How's the steelhead fishing up there? <laughs> well, it's funny you'd ask. Uh, because of the low water and the warm temperatures and all that, maybe a little maintenance on dams and things like that, because it has been nice. Uh, it's been a little bit impeded. But right now, I had the best day I've had all year yesterday. And things are really starting to pop. So everything's coming together. You know, it's mid-November or coming up on mid-November when I usually tell people it can go either way. We can be froze out completely or it might be phenomenal. And I'm guessing this year is going to be phenomenal. So I'm pretty excited about it. Awesome. Well, Jay, man, thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time and thanks for putting those migration alerts together. I know for anybody who's looking for those alerts, you can go to ducks.org forward slash migration. Check all those out from the Great Lakes states. Again, thanks a lot, Jay. I appreciate it. It's always great being here, folks. Have a good time out there. Be careful. I'd like to thank my guest, Jay Anglin, for coming on and providing us with a little Great Lakes habitat and hunting update. I'd like to thank our producer, Chris Isaac, for putting the show together and getting it out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us on the DU Podcast and supporting wetlands conservation. Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks. Stay tuned to the Ducks. You and your dog are a team. Fuel is best in the field and in life with Purina Pro Plan Sport. Made for hardworking dogs of all ages, every sport formula starts with real meat as the number one ingredient and is specifically formulated to support strength and stamina. Try it today and see why Pro Plan is the official dog food of Ducks Unlimited. Learn more at ProPlanSport.com.